Welcome back to Cold America. I am the greatest host in the history of the show because I'm the only one and it's my show. Got my man Russell Andrews here with me today. Say what's up, Russell. What's going on? Now, one, I hope everything sounds better than the last few that we had done, uh, the last few podcasts. Uh, I know James worked really hard to try and fix the last ones and stuff. I want to say thank you for that. But we got the ice machine fixed, so it's not making that terrible buzzing noise. (sighs) It is a lot quieter. Yeah, there you go. See, that's what uh, Drew Road said. Uh, If if it's something you don't notice, then it's good. But anyway, so I got Russell here today. So we're going to start out with what you're here for. We're going to start out with the College World Series. Start Friday afternoon. My most favorite time of the year. It's a great time of the year. There's no doubting that. Now... Real quick, I'm going to give y'all the eight teams and the first matchups. You got Oklahoma against Texas A&M. You got Notre Dame against Texas. Arkansas against Stanford. And Ole Miss against Auburn. So there's your your first matchups. Russell, but what we have more importantly for these listeners here, we got the odds. Yes. And I'm going I'm to give the odds real quick. This is this came out about four hours ago. Uh, it doesn't start until Friday. Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. So you got a little time, and these odds will probably move a little bit. But the odds on favorite from, from Vegas at plus 425, which if you look at future odds all the time like I do, that's really high for, for a favorite. Plus 425. Then you got Stanford at plus 500. Notre Dame at plus 500. Arkansas plus 550. Ole Miss plus 650. Oklahoma plus 700. Auburn plus 700. A&M plus 800. Now that's, that's really tight. Which basically tells me Vegas is like, I don't know, man. It's baseball. They don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's college baseball. This is the most even field I've seen in the last eight years. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, Russell, tell me what you're thinking. Well, I I think I know where Vegas is going with this, with having taxes at plus 450. Uh, is that right? 425. 425. Close enough. They've been to 38 College World Series. Yeah. This is their 38th appearance. I think that they've been to half of the World Series that they've had. Right. Overall. Right. So, you know, the, that thing go, that, that saying goes, you know, that the team that's been there has the upper hand. Yeah. Well, you, you're seeing it here. However, I don't see them winning. I, I think it's I think it's very interesting that you brought that up because right now we're also in the midst of the NBA Finals where the Boston Celtics, when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, they have made exactly half of all the Eastern Conference Finals that have ever been with this year. And they won the Eastern Conference. Now, the championship, that's a different story. It always is. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to win uh, the next game. I've already won. Who you B- Before the series started, I took the Warriors to win that series 4-2. to two. And so, probably about half that, I'm going to have on uh, Boston. Boston. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to win that day. <laughs> I'm going to pay you in quarters. <laughs> and nickels. <laughs> I prefer nickels. I can throw them further and uh, harder at the homeless people. Wait, what? Never mind. Anyway, that and I'm not throwing away quarters. Come on. Uh, anyway, so back to the College World Series. If you had to pick right now, if you're going to look at the odds, you look at how the teams are playing, how they went through their super regionals, you can only pick one. Who you got? Taking Arkansas. Oh, and, that's good. And it's, I mean, it's tough because I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of folks are sleeping on Ole Miss. Dude, those guys are playing some good baseball. I mean, to, to go down to Hattiesburg and oh, yeah. not ha- not ha- just sweep, but whip their tails. Yeah, and, and oh, Southern Miss is a team that beat them during the regular season. You know, but when it came time to do it, it came time to do it. Alabama also swept Ole Miss. Exactly. Uh, Alabama went 8-5 and five against these teams. I know you just heard four different SEC teams all called out being there. Uh, I, it looked more impressive before Auburn got in last night because we were at 8-3. and three. 
against uh, the College World Series teams and Auburn got in, so it went to eight and five. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so maybe this maybe this Bama team's not as far away as we think. I think it all comes down to when you peak. I yeah. Think these teams. You gotta get hot at the right time. Yeah, you know, I think when Alabama went into to Oxford, I, I feel like uh, that that Ole Miss team was coming off of uh, two losses, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we swept, and that made it five in a row. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I tell you that the leader of that team, though, and the guy that's carrying that team is going to have to be Tim Elko. Yeah, Tim Elko. I like him a lot. Tim Elko, the way he plays the game is the way you're supposed to play the game. And there wasn't a guy like that on that Tennessee roster. No. But uh, <laughs> anywhere close to it. There's not a guy like that in Knoxville. But anyway, um, Tim Elko – Play it. If you have kids out there that are playing baseball, have them watch him. This is what you want your kid, how you want your kid to go up and play. That's it. That's it. Like, that's, he, he does it the right way every time. And he's rocking that mustache. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, 19, well, it's 1986 all over again. <laughs> top Guns, the top movie. That's it. We're in problems with Russia. We'll redo it in 1986. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. We we won in Top Gun and we won against Russell, so let's that's do right. this. That's right. Yeah, let's bring it back. Now, if uh, we can get those gas prices to 1986, that'd be really really cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> another topic. That's a totally another topic. Anyway, all right. So in those first games, in these first games, who are we gonna take winning these games? I'll tell you. You you kind of took my pick there with Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas was. The number one overall last year, lost out in the Super Regional. They didn't lose everybody. They're still really good. And as far as people sleeping on Ole Miss, I think a lot of that had to do with when the brackets came out. A lot of people didn't think they should have got in. Some some could argue Alabama over them. I, I wouldn't necessarily. But Rutgers was the main one people argued should have been in over Ole Miss. I didn't necessarily agree with that. But it was an argument made. I, I was I was more so on NC State getting in than Well NC State uh they owe a national title to. Well I think the NCAA not just a bid. I think the NCAA was making a a, a, a point there, you know. Yeah. You ran our names through the mud on how we handled that uh Yeah. That COVID situation and yeah. we're gonna punish you this way. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know what? Uh NC State was right. And I agree with them and Forever and ever and ever, the one national title that they host over there in Stark Vegas will have an asterisk next to it for me. That's right. Because that NC State team won that. They were the best team there. <clears throat> they got hoes. Anyway, Oklahoma against A&M. Who you got? Man, that's really tough because these Oklahoma bats have really come alive. Yeah. I, I've got Oklahoma winning that game. Listen, I think – I think Texas A&M is really good when they play at Bluebell Park. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like if they play that region, that super regional anywhere else, mm-hmm. they probably don't win that. Uh, I think I think Texas A&M is and, – and they offensively, they really haven't been putting up the numbers. But for Oklahoma to go into Blacksburg and put up the, the runs yeah. that they did – I mean that was pretty impressive. So I've got Oklahoma winning winning that game. I agree with you. Now I gotta ask you. We all know one of the most famous things in college baseball, one of the most famous things in sports. A and M at home with their ball five. Ball five, ball ball six, and it keeps going. If Russell Andrews is on the mound, and that chance starts, how many balls do they get to? How bad is that bothering Russell Andrews? They don't have to do that with me throwing. I didn't have a clue where it was going anyway. (laughs) The first pitch, they're chanting ball one. Yeah, they're they're, they're wasting their (laughs) breath. I did talk to Losey about that, though, because Tony pitched at Texas A&M. You know, he was the Friday night guy for Georgia. Yeah. And uh, Tony said, yeah, I walked the bases loaded. I think they were at, like, ball 15. (laughs) I said, said, or ball 16 or 17, something like that. I said, well, what happened after that? He's like, I struck out the next three. <laughs> he was like, it's crazy, though, man. He said, he said, once you throw that first strike and you get out of it. They're done. It's done. They're done. Yeah. They stop. Right. 
But man, can they rattle you? It's so many, so many coaches. What a great coach he had to stay with him right there, though. You know, and not to go. All right, this guy's lost his mind. Got, got I know it. he's our guy, but he's he's lost it. I got to go get him. Yeah, it's uh, it says a lot about Tony. I think. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. have that faith in him. But uh, all right, I agree with you. I think Oklahoma's bats are too hot. I know A and M was the number five seed going into this. Uh, Oklahoma didn't have a seed beside their name as they weren't one of the top 16. Troy. And uh, so, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I think they're, they're, their bats are too hot right now. Speaking of hot, we got Notre Dame against Texas. Yeah, I like Notre Dame to win that one. Um, I, I just, I, dude, I, I don't think it's any fluke that Notre Dame, and look, listen, Tennessee, the way they played the game, uh, they're horrible people over there. <laughs> All right. I, I just, you know, the low down, the dirty. I I don't snitches. like. Their, I don't like their coach. Nope. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't like him when he came out, and which I think that was all a show when he when we, you know they played Alabama and he came out, you know, chest bumped the umpire. You know, oh yeah. Uh, it fired his team up. He knew what he was doing, but. They're still a really good baseball team. Oh, regardless yeah. Regardless yeah, of yeah, what yeah. anybody says. Yeah. I mean, are they arrogant? Are they brash? Are they – you know, there's a fine line of confidence and swagger and being arrogant. And they, they were so far past the line. It wasn't even a line. The line was a dot. They wore daddy hats after home runs. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. Uh, they're good, though. They, they got rounded the bases, flipping off the crowd. They are the most – well-rounded baseball team this year in college baseball. I mean, yeah. But they and they're not in Oklahoma. They, they crap the bed, you yeah. know. But I, I don't think it's any fluke that Notre Dame was able to come in there and do what they did against Tennessee. I like them against Texas in Game One. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big pick right there. My question is the mentality of Notre Dame. You've gone into Knoxville. You have taken down number one. And it's really hard to stay humble, you know, and, and to, to keep, you know, putting in the work and every at-bat and everything. I mean, a kid that hit the game's high and home run in the top of the seventh, that was the second bomb of the year. Okay, you put good wood on it, aluminum, whatever, you know, and, and you took it like center field like you're supposed to do. You're not gonna go up there swinging for it next time, are you? Yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna do what you do. The reason you're in that line. That's right. You see where we're at, and I, I think watching the, the mentality, but also baseball's different. A team gets hot, they're hot. I think that's gonna be a game. I mean, I won't touch that game, but you'll probably get good odds with Notre Dame. Um, if I were taking it because of the odds, I would take Notre Dame. But ooh, I, I probably won't touch that one. The game I'm looking forward to. The two th- two teams that before these odds came out, I looked at it and I went, I think one of these two is going to win it. Stanford and Arkansas. And they play each other. <clears throat> Stanford, they have that number two beside their name for a reason. Yeah. It might as well be a one now. Because <clears throat> uh, <laughs> they're the highest ones up. But... They're a very good baseball team. They got some good youth. Yeah. They got that kid, Braden Montgomery, that played at Madison Central. I don't know if you've ever heard of that school. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe once or twice. They're pretty freaking good. I, I, I faced them when I was coaching at County High. <clears throat> and, uh, golly, they had some, they yeah, had they some studs were, out there. Yeah, I think, I think Braden was a uh, sophomore, maybe, freshman or a sophomore when we played Madison Central. And uh, he was in the lineup for them as a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot to be in the lineup when you're that young over there. At that program, yeah, yeah. yes, indeed. So they they got some good talent with Arkansas playing them. Uh, it's going. It's really going to depend on how well the ball's flying out there at TD Ameritrade. Right. I know they brought the fences in a little bit from the first year that they did it. Um, there's been some pretty good shots hit out there, but you know, do the bats stay hot for Stanford? I mean, they, they've proved that they could go cold. I mean, you saw in game two, mm-hmm. again, or game one against UConn, <clears throat> you know, they got they got beat. But uh, I, think that, uh, I think that Arkansas gets them. 
I do too. I think Arkansas gets them, and I think you know the more I've watched it, and the more you know gone into it, this Arkansas team, you know they they weren't. I, I hate the comparison to Tennessee because, but both of them were the number one overall Arkansas last year. Tennessee this year, they were completely different teams. Arkansas did roll through the SEC and didn't lose the series, and that's why they were the number one overall. And anybody that ever goes undefeated in series in the SEC will be the number one overall. Absolutely. Half the field is from the SEC. Oh, yeah. You know, and so that's just how it is. Um, But this year they seem to have flown under the radar a little bit, and it's more of an internal I don't care. We don't care about accolades. We don't care about seedings. We don't care about this. We're getting Omaha. We, we have end goals in sight, and we're getting – and they, you know what? They did work, and they got there. I think they're going to keep on working. One, I like this one. One cool team. stat I'm going to throw out that's uh, just overall as a conference. How about the, a few nights ago, five SEC teams all won in the same on the day. same day. Super regional. On, day, on Saturday. It was the first time that's ever been done. No, Saturday, yeah, Saturday or Sunday. It was – Saturday, when did Tennessee lose? Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, then it was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a pretty cool statistic right there. No conference had ever done that on Super Regionals. Well, and part of that, though. Four was the record. Yeah, you go back You go back in the 90s, though, and they got mad because so many SEC teams made it to Omaha. So they started, they started pairing us up in yep. Super Regional. And then you had Alabama and LSU. Well, you both can't win when you're playing each other. That's right. You know, and they started doing stuff like that, you know, to try and keep it from being a all-SEC tournament um, because that's things that the NCAA does. The uh, Ole Miss Auburn. That's a tricky one. That's the one. <laughs> I was You've already from. seen each other? Man, buddy, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. The last time they played, Ole Miss took two out of three from them. Um, I, if I if if Auburn look, I hate Auburn more than anything. Uh, my one of my best friends is a big reason of why I hate him. Yeah, Hogan. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he but, makes everybody on social media hate him. Him and Brandon Owens. Yeah. So uh, I you can't help but to love this Auburn team though, They're, and and how they play. I the can't game. help but love them. I can I can respect them. I like Sonny Deshera. Uh, I like the way he plays. Uh, you got Skipper coming in that's a phenomenal pitcher, and he's really come on What's here. What's your boy's name in right field? Uh, oh, Bobby Bobby Pierce. Yeah, Bobby Pierce. Bobby Pierce, yep. That kid, uh, that kid plays ball. Yeah, he can hit <clears throat> um, and plays really good uh, yeah. outfield too. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with the hottest team, um, and that's going to be Ole Miss. I agree. I mean, going into Corvallis – but that's the other thing is, it's such a such a great thing to get to host a super regional, you know, and all this. In Corvallis yesterday, it was fifty seven degrees. You now you saw everybody with their hoodies and sleeves and everything. Oh, yeah. man, what a nice! I was I was so jealous because I was sweating sitting on the couch watching it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just, I was so jealous. I was sitting outside. And, yeah, yeah. In ninety degree muggy heat, <laughs> nine thirty at night. And I was like. Oh, wow. And all I was thinking was, think about this is flipped. Because Auburn's up there going, wow, this is a great vacation. It feels great. If that series was down here down here, and on the plains, who, buddy? I don't think Jerpy goes five. No, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I don't think anybody goes five. I think I they had like, him on a pitch count of 80. I think he went to 86. And I'm like, man, if this – if this is down there on the plains, buddy. Nah, he's yeah. He's he's gas. There's so many other little things that people don't think about. Is you know when the when when it's so hot and John Smoltz was talking about this about how you know they were talking about what pitchers use for grip and everything. He goes, it's not just pitchers. Everybody in baseball. He goes, but here's the thing. Y'all are all looking at as oh, well, cold weather that wall becomes a rock. Not 57. We're talking about November. You know yeah, when it's 10, right. 15 degrees. And, and how slick it gets, blah, blah, blah. He goes, you know, filling that ball at shortstop and, you know, and making that throw. you got to have something on there to help get the grip. That's right. He goes, I played most of my career in Atlanta. He goes, it's the same in the summer. When it, he goes, 
It's not just when it's really cold. When it's 95 and feels like 100 in hell. Yeah. That's a quote, by the way. Feels like 100 in hell. That ball will slide out of your hand and go flying in the in the 10th, 15th throw real quick. That's right. And, uh, you know, so you, you bring that element into it if they're playing down there. I will but, say, I will say, uh, I like uh, I like Butch Thompson. Uh, I like I like him as a coach. I feel like they are very well coached, very well coached. Yeah. Uh, I just like I said, I just I gotta go with the team with the hottest bats right now, and that's Ole Miss. I, I gotta agree with you there. Um, I got I, I I'm going with Ole Miss. Also, I also think it'd be really great. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal. If Ole Miss won this thing, just because they've had to listen to their rival talk about their first ever national title and hear it, and they did it right behind them, yeah. Oh no, um, I just think that'd be great, but that's just me. All right, so let's jump on over here. Have you watched any of the USFL? I have. How about Birmingham? Tuck got their first, got their first loss. loss. I think it's a great thing. They already had the, the division locked up. They know they're in the playoffs. Keep Stay humble. That's it. Got to keep working. I think sometimes a loss is a good thing for a, pro, for a team, for a program. I think that's going to be a good one. They don't lose again. You know, it's very tricky. I look. I see a lot of these games being played out like like a lot of NFL games. Yeah. Without the NFL talent, <laughs> I haven't paid attention to any of the other teams that really play. I usually turn it tune in when Birmingham's playing. Yeah. So I can't really speak on it, but I think it'd be great for the sport overall if Birmingham won it mm-hmm. because it would keep the attraction of your. The main people that you well, yeah. Uh, typically, and and this is not a slap. This is a fact. People in the southeast follow winners. If you're not winning, they'll claim to be a fan of you, but they're not gonna follow closely. That's right. I mean, the Atlanta Braves are the prime example of that. Right now, they've won 12 straight. It does not matter that they have not they haven't beat a team in this 12 straight. None of these teams are over 500. It doesn't matter if they beat crop teams. They've won 12 straight. And their fan base is starting to roll back up. Yeah, this is kind of how we looked last year. This is where we were at last year. It's where they're all at. They're starting to come back up. And, yeah, uh, look look at Alabama. When we're good, how big is our fan base? But then it kind of, you know, when you're not winning, it falls back down. You know, and no, 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 roll time, man. I'm, I'm a Bama guy. I'm a Bama guy, roll time. But you don't see it everywhere. That's right. Mississippi State didn't have any fans until last year. <laughs> like, and it's just a, it's Coach Bryant once says some of uh, he goes if wanting to win uh, too bad is a negative thing, then that's just uh, that's he goes as some of my critics have claimed that it is, then that's just a flaw that I have because I, I want to win every time, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to win. And there's nothing wrong with, with, you know, supporting your team when they're winning. Yeah. And, but Birmingham, above any other team, needs to be a winner. That's right. To get the fan support. That's it. That's it. I think this, I think this whole league, um, and I'd like to see them travel different places. I just don't think they have the money. Well, they, no, no, no. well the reason they did what they did is – they wanted a major network on the TV deal. The major networks were going, hold on, we're going to have teams where, and then they have to travel. Think about how expensive it would be, especially with gas and everything else how it is, you know, hotels, everything else, to move the production teams from city to city right now. Uh, they, it would have been like the AAFL where they would end up showing games on WVUA. That's right. But what they did was they went, all right, the first season – we're going to do every game in Birmingham. Now, they can put their crew there. They live there. They're there for the season. Don't have to drive a truck. Don't have to do anything. And you've got your crew. They're there at the same stadium calling every game. Ice Cube Stadium. 
It's not big, but I mean, it don't need to be. Uh, fill fill a small stadium before you build a big one. That's right. And uh, I like the way they did it. Now the playoffs will all be in Canton, Ohio. Really? Yeah, uh, at the Hall of Fame Stadium. The semifinals and championship will be in Canton, Ohio, at Hall of Fame. Wonder how many stadiums fans will travel <laughs> to that. Both of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, I, it, it will be interesting to see. But uh, that's how they got Fox. You know, got them on board, was having it all there, and then, you know, only go to Canton for the playoffs. That's it. And, you know, they're trying to build the league, develop the league. I see where they're at. I understand that as commissioner of T-Town Dark League. I've been trying to work out better TV deals for us. Uh, so far, we've got me using my cell phone and cameras in the bar. Yeah, I was about to say. And that's about, that's yeah. about it. Uh, nobody else. Nobody Nobody's else. trying to buy the rights to that? No, no. Uh, in fact, they keep uh, – I'll probably get more money to leave them alone. Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> then they'll actually do it. But uh, and that's why you know SEC Network. This is where ESPN was so smart. Is SEC Network, ACC Network, all those that they have. You know how they do that to to keep the cost where they can do it. And the reason some of the camera footage wasn't the best in these super regionals, they use the communication departments. When a game's on SEC Network, Alabama's communication department, their students are the ones running the cameras and doing everything. They have their main guys there, you know, running things. But all the rest of the team are students. Free labor. I had no idea. Put it on the resume. Yeah, and that's why and that kid, uh, let me tell you, there's a kid in Hattiesburg from uh, their regional not only should he have been fired, he should have been. He, I hope he failed out of school. I hope he is working at Glory Bound in Hattiesburg today, because he he was the one behind the plate with the camera. That kid was terrible. <laughs> I mean, he was absolutely awful with the camera. He couldn't hold that thing still. I mean, I'm not sure if he has Parkinson's or if, you know what, but that dude was shaking like it. <laughs> and I, I hope he has something, and they were like, hey, you know, there's going to be a story later on a My, uh, My Wish or whatever on ESPN about how they let him do the camera to make me feel bad about, you know, making fun of this guy. But he was absolutely awful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. But, anyway, um, yeah, so that's how they do that to keep all the price in and where they can cover all these games. Disney ain't going to spend the money. That's right. They ain't going to spend that much to cover every college athletic game, women's basketball, and we do need to get some more women's bowling coverage, man. That Vandy team's been good. I'd like to watch them. I didn't even know that we had college bowling. No, women's bowling, uh, because of Title IX that they keep celebrating as a great thing that it is. And I'm not against Title IX. I'm not against women athletics as a whole. I mean, are you kidding me? I like women's softball. There's a lot of them that, that I'll enjoy and I'll watch. I like beach volleyball. Ah, uh, yeah. Every uh, every every red-blooded American does. Uh, anyway, but uh, the uh, I like college volleyball too. Though, hold on, we'll get we'll get that. Yeah, my mom's gonna listen to this. Your wife's gonna listen. We gotta stop right now. Um. Anyway, uh, but uh, hey, you got me thinking about college volleyball. Anyway, um, anyway, the uh, the. Title IX, while at the time it was brought in, it's the 50th year of Title IX, 50th year. And I get it. I know why they did it, whatever. I'm not saying they need to do away with it. I'm saying they need to revamp it. Because right now, it is hindering men's sports more than it helps women. That's why men only have 11.7 scholarships to fill the baseball team. We need a lottery here in Alabama. Well, that would help uh, and put us on the par with all the others. But every team still has this same problem. Also, out of the 14 SEC schools, there are only two that have Division I men's soccer. And they had to cut out other men's sports to be able to have it. It's club sports. It's club sports uh, without scholarships. And... Now, it, it gets real tricky when you get into soccer because the rest of the world, they don't do college athletics as a minor league program. They sign kids when they're 
12 to 15 years old to go into youth academies for the professional team and you're basically in the minor leagues and working your way up in their academy. In America, we use college sports as our minor leagues. That's what we've done. And now it's a, I love where we're at with soccer and where it's progressing. And as you know, we're in a World Cup year. We don't get it during the summer because uh, the overly corrupt FIFA officials took the bags of money from uh, Qatar. You go with Qatar or Qatar? How do you, what do you, how do you pronounce it? Qatar. Qatar. It was Qatar to me growing up. Now they're saying it's pronounced Qatar. Either way, dirty bastards that live in the desert in the middle of uh, hell have bought the World Cup. And it's too hot to play there in the summer, even though all the stadiums are domed. All the stadiums they built with their slave labor, well over 5,000 dead building the stadiums. They would go into Thailand and other countries, have them, yeah, offer them, yeah, we're going to pay you more than you could ever make here. Come work and help us build the stadiums. And whenever they would go across the border with them, they took all their passports. Yeah, now we own you. You can't leave. And literally, over 5,000 dead. Slave labor has been used in the past few years. And nobody seems to care. It's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care about human life. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. But we're in a World Cup year. And so to own the field, U.S. is going to be good. We're going to get out of our group. We're going to make a good showing. We're going to do well. We're coming for England. I don't know if you remember history, but we've had some issues with them in the past. <laughs> they worked out okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Now, 2026, the USA hosts the World Cup. Where will that be? In the United States. Where? Yeah, I know. Uh, they have not announced all the official cities, but I will tell you, Atlanta's going to end up getting some games. They're on the short list of the almost definite will host games. Because of what Atlanta has done with Atlanta United and their attendance and all that, that's close enough. I was hoping Nashville will get some too. They have not announced all the official cities. Atlanta fills up that entire Mercedes-Benz Stadium, don't they? When For United Atlanta plays. United. For an MLS team. That's pretty good. Their, their, their uh, attendance is far and away number one in the MLS. Ahead of everybody else. Ahead of New England, ahead of Columbus, ahead of Seattle. Always a L.A., where you better speak Spanish when you go in. But, man, they got some good chalupas. Uh, anyway, um, I love that, you know, in soccer they have uh, a names for a lot of the rivalries. You know, like, and Real Madrid, Barcelona is El Clasico. Uh, the two Los Angeles teams that play each other, they call it El Trafico because it's L.A. I just, I just love that name of that rivalry. I was like, and if you've been to L.A., it's accurate. It's, it's, I've never been there. It's a lot of terrible traffic. Don't go. Anyway, that's not the reason not to go, but it's a lot of terrible traffic also. Um, they should so, come to Pickens County. Now, real quick, we got to jump over here because it is Tuesday. This probably won't be out in time for people to hear it, but what most of the people that tune in to hear about, they want to hear about T-Town Dark League. Now, this is why they're here. Now, Russell, I know you, you haven't been in the league for a few seasons, but we know you follow it closely and everything. Uh, I mean, you're welcome. I live tweet all of our matches with the scores as they go. And so uh, you, you're able to sit at home and know what's going on if you're not able to be there. But we're down to the semifinals tonight. And it stayed chalk last week. Uh, I thought there were some amazing, great stories and storylines through the season. Um, the Yellowhammers. Second year team out of Galettes. They have Sam Adams and then a bunch of young ones that work there. Now they their average age is still the oldest of any team in the league because, because Sam, Sam Adams. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, he's a walking but, antique. Yeah, when you're like three hundred and seventy years old, you you skew the number. Absolutely. But uh and yeah, the next oldest is like twenty three. If something uh, ever happens to him, are they putting him in the Smithsonian? You know, Oliver he's actually asking if they could stuff him and leave him standing behind the bar at Galettes. <laughs> And if he could have him stuffed and just have him standing there in Sam's corner where he always works. I mean, they're still, they're still <coughs> in the same amount of sales. 
you know, so it'll be, it'll be good. Uh, Sam, I believe Sam told him no, but that's something they discussed. Anyway, um, their team, their team's great and young, young, talented, and in their second time in, and they made the playoffs. You know, out of 13 teams, they were in the top eight. They got in. Uh, then uh, the other, uh, the unique team against all odds, Matt Jones and Nick Chichester and Paul and, and Tanner Barnes and uh, Daniel Jones and Sonia, they are uh, going into the last week of the season. They had to beat the Yellowhammers nine points or more to get in. Even if they won with only seven or eight points, it wasn't going to be enough. They had to get nine. And uh, bad darts were beer. Wayne and Hunger, JJ, Andy, and them from uh, Top Shelf, went, they were on a bye that week. They had already played all 12 of their matches. So they just had to sit and see what happened. Because at the time, Bad Darts were beer were in seventh place. And so against all odds, we're in ninth outside looking in. Yellowhammers were in eighth. But Yellowhammer's only one point behind Bad Darts More Beer and had the tiebreaker. So they got one win, they knew they were in. And so for uh, Bad Darts More Beer, they were like, well, I hope Yellowhammer's either wins at least, you know, four. Yeah, is it four? Yeah, wins at least four or doesn't win any. You know, that says an odd situation. But uh, they ended up winning uh, 10 to 10 to two. Is what uh, and so they got in, and I know that 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 night every game was tense. All four of the singles games went to the third game, oh, the wow. if necessary game for all four of them. So it was that tight, and they got in. Yellowhammers got in. Now they got rewarded by Yellowhammers being the eight seed. Had to go over to Hoppers and play that machine that they have rolling over there, and uh, they won the first game of the night. They were one to one. Uh, and uh, and then they lost eleven to one, and against all odds with their comeback, I saw the gutsiest thing I've ever seen in Dart League uh, last Tuesday, and by against all odds, Daniel Jones, uh, his back is messed up. He had surgery a few years ago. He's gonna have to go back. When he got there, he intentionally did not go to the doctor last Tuesday, so they couldn't tell him not to come play darts Tuesday night. He waited till Wednesday to go. When I say bad, if his dart hit the floor, he could not bend over and pick it up. Somebody had to go get it for him. Oh, wow. And he still threw and threw well. Like, gutsiest thing I've ever seen in Dartley. And uh, he he was he was doing everything he could. Now, they were playing against third dart magic. That happens to be my team. And that uh, is 11-3 final. Um, but... Uh, that that team's a little different. Uh, that team's a little different. Uh, Robert and them, should that not be their team name? Their team name, Battle Wheelhouse, is Darty SOBs. Everybody that refers to them goes, yeah, Robert and them. <laughs> that should be their team name. Just like Nocturnal Tavern, I love the, the name Dartman Cometh. Yeah, I think that's a yeah, great reference and all, and I, that's cool. But it should be meeting three. <laughs> you got meat on the team. It should be meat and three. Oh, that's pretty good. Cool. Uh, but anyway, mm. those, are, those are the four. The top four are the ones. It's All right, so tonight, Third Dark Magic, two seed, we all know. And I, I actually had to go through to compile the list of past champions because we're having one trophy made. I've actually already ordered it that has all the past champions and second place. And let me just tell you, hang on, I'm going to talk about something for a second. Uh, How are your kids? Oh, they're good. Yeah. Sloan, uh, Sloan's standing up on her own now. Ellis is still a terrorist, but she's my little terrorist. I love her. <laughs> Getting ready for the Alabama DC Fisher Rodeo. We can talk about that in the podcast. <laughs> We're going for the win there. Hopefully, put twenty grand in our pocket. Third Dark Magic has been in a league for thirteen seasons. We have come in second ten times. Third, 
another time. They quit doing the third place game by the time we didn't make it. Uh, but I do remember when Renegades in 2020, when they lost to the Dartmouth Cometh, uh, we played the other Red Shed team as the third place game. Keon went, hey, because that was a great team. That was Wes, Chop, George, and all them. And a lot of fun for that other Red Shed team. Uh, they actually set them. They actually beat us during the season. And so Keon went, hey, since neither of our teams are in the finals, why don't we get together and play, and I'll put up a big bar tab for the winning team. I was supposed to be on that second Red Shed team. Yeah, well, they, uh, they, they lost to us 11 to 10. We did it playoff format, and I went off. I threw great that night. Uh, and after I hit uh, seven more in the pro shoot, because me and Keon played the pro shoot, when I had the seven mark, I was walking back, someone went, Coleman's on it. And I went, I don't think y'all understand how much I like free bar tabs. And Keon steps up and throws like a six or seven mark right behind me. And he looks at me and he goes, I don't think y'all understand that I don't like giving away free bar tabs. So I was like, there we go. Um, mm. But so technically two third places, the other one we didn't play, and a bunch of seconds. Well, this is the semifinals here tonight. Uh, it's it's my last dance for Third Dark Magic. We're playing Dartman Cometh at the Red Shed. I don't think it's uh, it would be right for me to go into everything, but I also have to mention the fact that Danny Shanahan, former Nocturnal, Seth Hanna, that was on the Dartman Cometh team, both of them are on our team with Third Dark Magic. And so it's uh, I'm looking forward to tonight to see how I play. So, yeah, Harless and me are great. Evans, Tyler Crawford will not be there. He'll be at the beach. So either MK or Sophia or both. Um, but Scotty, Matt, Keon, and, and myself, we've been there. You know, Seth and Danny have more title. Me and Scotty Mack are the only two that don't have championships. I won one in B League. Oh, I want a B-League. We want a B-League championship. I mean, since we moved up to A-League, we're the only two uh, on our team that, that haven't won multiple. Danny Shanahan, you know, he, he's so overlooked. Yeah, he was on Dark Become a you know, four straight with them. But go back. He was on the Dark Druids and that beat us in the final. He was on uh, BR when Houndstooth won it, and they beat EKG in the final. Um... Keon, of course, was on EKG that they picked up like three titles, uh, three out of five. And then uh, Seth has been all over the place. He's just a, a gun for hire. You know, he has titles with Dortmund. He has titles with the Dream Team. He has titles with you know, Dark Druids. I believe he is on that team, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but it, it'll be fun. Now, that other matchup, Wheelhouse has to go to Hopper. So all the, the two matches tonight are right here on Red Drew Avenue. Right across the street. I'll be at the Elks Lodge for the Queen of Hearts. Okay. Uh, now, I thought you were going to say the, the tit. The Tuscaloosa Invitational Tournament, something I started this season. I heard about that. The that teams was, that didn't make it. I like your acronym, man. Similar to the NIT, it's the TIT, the Tuscaloosa Invitational. I, hey, it just made sense. <laughs> but, uh... Wayne and Hunger, JJ and Andy from uh, Top Shelf, Bad Darks More Beer, will host 3DM Who, Shane and them. Shane, Shane's team was technically the road team last week. They were the only underdog to win in either the playoffs or any of the postseason tournaments. And they got to go down to Top Shelf tonight and play them in the finals. Uh, now, which is funny because Wayne and I are also playing in a singles league this afternoon, here in a couple hours. Um, here's the thing. Singles league. We're in the playoffs also. The top four from the east played the top four from the west. And the west let everybody down. And it started with me. I was the first one. I backdoored my way in. I got into the playoffs. I wanted to be the four seed. I wanted to play Robert in the first round. I got my matchup. 
and I could not have thrown worse. And Robinson momentum guy, I knew it. I was like, get on him in the first game, yo, and you you can get him. And in the first game, the highest round I threw was a 47. Oh wow. <laughs> well, not only you'd be behind against anybody with that, but him dropping 171 in that game, uh, in one round, uh, really, really put me behind. And so I get smoked. Game, it's a, it's a race to uh, best of nine in the first round of the playoffs. Came two, I came back, and uh, I was hitting 60s and 85s. He was hitting bigger. Uh, I only threw it the out. I got to the out twice where I got there first, and I had shots to hit it. Obviously, I didn't. It took him about 20 minutes to beat me five to nothing. And I texted him after it was over, and uh, he was gone and stuff. I sent him a text. I was like, all right, man, I'm warmed up now. We can, we can start. <laughs> I was like, I, I, it was weird because I'd had the good stuff going the night before. And, you know, the week before, I threw a 15 dart out. Wasn't there a little trash talk there? There was a lot of trash talk for me. <laughs> uh, two of them. It was a lot. It was a lot. But uh, I wanted to play. And I played Robert a million times. And on that day, I didn't have it. He did. All right. Did you eat rice with your crow? No, no, not at all. Uh, I went way bugs on it. I just continued to eat chicken no matter what. Um, mm. That rice. Rice is a great food if I'm hungry and I want to eat one million of the same thing. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Mitch Hedberg. But uh, anyway, the, uh, yeah, the one that shot me there, uh, Wayne. Uh, Wayne went down to David, and Wayne was my dark horse to win it. I mean, obviously, you know, the favorites, you got Robert meeting them in there. But uh, uh, Keon last year lost the finals to Robert in an epic match in the first season. It, like, literally, they were tied 6-6 six to six in a best of 13. <laughs> so, like, him and Robert were dealing, and they were in an epic battle. Um... The season before, the first season of it, Robert beat Drew Rhodes in the finals. Keon and Drew Rhodes got matched up in the first round this year. And so I knew that one was going to be great. Uh, they were tied 4-4 four to four in game number nine. Drew had messed up and he had nine left. Keon had 130, and he, but he's up. Triple 20, 70 left. 20, 50 left. Goes to a double bowl on the wire, missed it. 25 left. Drew has nine left. He was going to go three, double three, but his first dart hits the double three. So now he has six scored, three left. One, double one, good match. That's how it ended. Um, and so Drew knocks off Keon. Uh, David, though, beating Wayne, five to one, really shot me. Now, meet beat Claire five to three. Um, mm. But I will tell you, uh, we're not done playing. Because what we do is, when you made the playoffs, you knew you were going to play three weeks. And so, obviously, the winners, you know, they're following the bracket. And you got the semifinals this week. Uh, David has to play his teammate, Robert as if they haven't played a million times against each other in the past. So that'll be fun. Uh, Drew Rhodes now has to play me. And that'll be fun. So Claire took three away from me? Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah, Claire can throw, man. She's a, she's a good player. Yeah. Uh, she can do it. Uh, and she'll, she'll hit the outs. Um, Sorry, Claire, I'm not. No, no, no. Not that's, doubting you here. Yeah, yeah, no. Anytime some, anybody takes three away from me, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. And, uh... But then uh, they'll play uh, they'll play theirs. But in the consolation rounds, I play Wayne now. Keon will play Claire. So yeah, that's fun for her. She had me. Now you get Keon. Um, what we will do is obviously the two winners in the semifinals will go on to play for first and second place. The two losers will play for third and fourth place. The two winners of our consolation this week, Chloe Wayne and Keon, will play for uh, fifth and sixth place. 
and the two losers will play for seventh and eighth place. And so, um, the and the money that's paid out in the league will be tiered. Eighth place will get your money back over the season, and everybody else it goes up. And uh, I implemented that this season also. That way it's all decided on the board. How much money are you going to get at Dark Prom? Am I going to hand you? Depends on how you do in the, in the playoffs. So for those of us that lost in the first round, the best we can possibly do now is fifth place. For those that won in the first round, the worst they can do is fourth place. That's how it works. Anyway, there's a lot of those. Oh, we got it. I know I've been rambling here for a while. We got it. We're getting tight on time. Um, Colorado Avalanche have been the best team in the NHL all season long. Tampa Bay Lightning are the two-time, they're the back-to-back champions going for a three-peat. It starts tomorrow night. Who you got, Russell? Uh, look, I just got done turkey hunting in Nebraska, and I got some friends of mine there now. Austin Ferguson being one of them, he owns a really cool bar um, in, in, in Nebraska. Um, it's, it's just north of Scotts Bluff. He's a huge Avalanche fan, so I'm going to go with the Avalanche. I was really wondering how in the hell this was going to correlate to the NHL. <laughs> He's a huge <laughs> they're not far. They're not far from Denver, you know. Um, uh, Gearing, Nebraska is where his bar is. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, so, I, well, I'm gonna, just for, for the sake of him, I'm going with the Avalanche. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Alex Gutierrez, a uh, good friend of ours that – uh, you know, used to work at Wheelhouse and everything. I was involved down there. And uh, Goots is, is from out there, huge ass fan. And fun little story real quick. One night, I'm working at Redshed still, and uh, before we had ever done Unique. And uh, I got off work, but during shift change, you know, it got busy. And so the girls are coming on to work, but they're already behind as they're coming behind the bar, you know? And so I made myself a drink and shot before I get off because, you know, I really like me. And there's this, you know, girl standing at the end of the bar, attractive blonde, that's just patient, waiting, not yelling, not complaining, you know, anything. And so I look at her and I was like, hey, what, what did you want? And I, I'll serve her before, you know, I just could go, go get completely off work. What would you like? She goes, oh, let me just get a water. And I went, that's it? She goes, yeah. And I make the water, and I went, hey, well, I'll buy you a drink. You know, what would you like? And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'll buy it. I was like, no, tell me, what do you want? She goes, and I was like, look, I work here. You <laughs> know, I promise. And she's like, I was like, what do you normally drink? Vodka Red Bull. Okay. And she's adamant that I'm going to take her card. I went, okay, I'll take your card and start your tab, but we're going to split this drink. How about that? Yeah. I'll get the vodka, you get the Red Bull. You know, whatever. So I start her tab, put that on my tab, whatever, and I'm texting my man Danny Shanahan because he's on the way out, and I'm like, I'm like, hurry up because she's there with about 15 other girls, and so I need the wingman that is the wingman, wingman. I need, I need ice man, right. ice cold, no mistakes, all the time. I need ice man. Get here. Where are you? Park your car. Park in the middle of the street. Yeah, just run in. You know what? Throw your keys to Shane at the door. Tell him to valet it. Yeah, come on. Danny comes in. I introduce them. We all start talking, and uh, they're all in the. All the girls are in the same tribe, sorority tribe, whatever. And uh, so they all start talking and everything, and uh, we're all hanging out. And Danny gets a round of shots for everybody, and then the girl pops a round of shots for everybody. Huh? Okay, that's cool. Normally they just take the free stuff, but whatever. And then I get around. And then she, me, she looks at me, and I'm wearing a Cubs hat. She goes, so that's a Cubs hat? And I went, yeah. And I hate, I have the same conversation all the time about Cubs. You know, those people see it, they go, oh, you're a Cubs fan? Yeah. Are you from Chicago? No. Why are you a Cubs fan? WGN. They're too young to understand what that means because by the time they were growing up, WGN didn't have games anymore. They're like, what? Yeah, and I had to explain it. Oh, I'm really old. They had this thing called cable. <laughs> it before streaming, and they had. Oh yeah, this is what I could watch. Yada yada yada. I had to wait for the TV to warm up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, you got to change it from channel three because that was for video games. 
But uh, anyway, <coughs> and she goes, oh, so you're just a baseball fan? And I went, actually, I like every sport. And Danny goes, yeah, Coleman's a big sports guy. You know, any, any sport, she goes, you like hockey? And I went, absolutely. I was like, it's the last physical sport left in the U.S. <laughs> it's the man's game. And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who's your team? And she's like, oh, the Avs. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And we got to talk about it. I was like, and she goes, you need to come out and go to a game with us. And I went, well, I got to tell you, my man Alex Gutierrez, you know, big fan, you know, good friend of mine. If I, He's invited me out there. So if I go, I've got to go with him. She went, go with me. We have, we'll have better seats. And I went, well, see, how, how could you possibly know that? You don't know where his seats are. And, and she looks at me and she goes, uh, she goes, well, my dad is the GM of the Colorado Avalanche. And I went, your dad's Joe Sackett? And she went, you know who the GM of the Colorado Avalanche are? <laughs> and I went, I told you I'm a sports fan. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, yeah, but people don't know. I was like, well, it also helps that your dad has multiple Stanley Cups, you know, that he won as a player. But I was like, what? And, and, and Cam, I was like, Cam, I was like, oh. Cam Sackett. Yeah, you're his daughter. Okay. One of the nicest people. You know, just cool as can be. Whatever. So then we uh, have to Snapchat the Goots. I was like, hey, because he had just moved the week before back to Colorado. He's like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah. But, but yeah, so for Cam and for Goots, I'm going to go go apps. Mm. There you go. It's all for you, Mr. Ferguson. Absolutely, absolutely. Which I'll tell you more about the conversations with her later, but that was great. Anyway, <laughs> do you care about the NBA Finals? I Good, wish, me either. I just wish it would hurry up. Exactly. <laughs> if the, if the if Golden State wins, uh, I, you can ask Clay Moore, my man Clay, whose Phillies are hot also. We didn't get into MLB a lot today. Phillies are hot also. Watch out. Mets have eh, run into a tough part of the schedule. The Phillies beat Alca- Sandy Alcantara from Miami last night. That is the best pitcher in baseball. Phillies just starting to play ball. Watch out for them. Anyway, I mean, I'm not saying to win it. I heard, I heard Shane was going to use some New York Mets flights so he could maybe win a game. If Shane listened to this podcast, Shane would be over at your house going, Russell, Russell, we got to talk, Russell. Russell, I know you're in there. Russell. Oh man, Shane's gonna be. Oh, he's gonna be. He's gonna be mad, Jess. He's gonna be mad like he just showed up in the drive-through and they waited on four cars. They told him they were closed. Mad. I'll put Ellis in front of him. Oh, you'll be fine. Then. Yeah. Yeah, she'll handle that. By golly. Yeah, she loves Shane. Yeah, she'll be good. You'll be good then. But uh, no. Uh, the uh, <laughs> anyway, MLB is is uh heating up. I mean, the Yankees they look great. I'd love to see the Subway Series. I'd love to see Mets and Yankees. I'd be okay with it. Because you know why? It means the Dodgers aren't there. Yankees are the best team in the AL, and the Mets are the best team in the NL right yeah. now. Yeah, both of them have 40 wins each. Uh, they're both you know, first to 40 in each uh, division, and each league, I should say. But uh, it's not a stretch to think it could happen. Uh, I, I'd like to see the Dodgers not win it and not be there. Just because, hey, you know what? Go out and buy another MVP. Because it's still a team game. You got to have those role guys, those role players that will do the little things to help you win games. It's not just the greatest all-stars ever. Somebody tell Tony Vitello that. Yeah, right? Right? Uh, he's he, he wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't understand it, but it's true. <laughs> With their daddy hats. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is our time. I want to thank y'all for listening today. Sorry I ran a little long. I've got a lot to do. My phone's going nuts here. I'm going to reply to all these texts here in just a minute. Guys, uh, thank you. Russell, I want to thank you for being here. I hope you've had a good time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for uh, leaving your house two days in a row and not for a vacation. So that's weird. <laughs> Um, as always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that just like Russell is, 
You are the ugly one. Thanks for listening.